great time tonight. So let's, let's pray, people. Let's pray. God, we just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, we can come tonight to church. And God, some of us are here tonight, we, we don't know you. Some of us are here tonight, Lord, and we've known you for a long time. Some of us are here tonight because we want to worship you. We want to honour you. God, we just, some of us are here tonight because we just want to know you. We just want to know you more. We want to hear your teaching. We want to know more of you. We want to know more about our destiny and life and the plans and purposes you have for us. So God, we come and we submit ourselves tonight and we say, God, have your way. We want to, we want to hear from you tonight, Lord. We submit ourselves. We come. We're open. And so God, we just say, Lord, have your way. We ask for freedom in this place. We just declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Those that are believers, we just declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He is Lord of this place. He is Lord of Hamilton. And He is the one that we worship. So Lord, we say come. Come tonight. We submit ourselves afresh to You. Thank You, Jesus.
God, we thank you that you are a good God. Look, God, we thank you that we can come into your presence and praise you. Uh, Look, God, so we uh, just pray for this evening, Lord, that your spirit would be here, Lord, that you would touch uh, people this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Who's who's stoked that we serve a good God? Come on. Uh, You can take a seat. How are we all this evening? Everybody sounds grand. How are we this evening? Come on. Here we go. So good, Nicole. So, so good. good. So, uh, do we have any uh, birthdays or anniversaries? I saw your job. You were meant to do that. I was meant to do the visitors. But anyway, we'll do the birthdays and anniversaries because we've already started it, I guess. So, if you've had a birthday or an anniversary in this last week, we'd love to give you some free chocolate. So is there anybody? Come on. There must be somebody. No. Is there nobody? No one here at all. Hannah Marsden is... No. No. That's fake. Oh, she put it on Facebook anyway. So we should just shame her and uh, bring her out anyway. So let's, let's celebrate Hannah's fake birthday. Come on, let's give Hannah a huge... 
That's, that's shame for putting it on Facebook. Yeah, fake chocolate, you don't actually get chocolate. I'll take a seat. Anyway, fantastic. Alrighty. Well, do we have any new people here tonight? If we do, welcome, welcome along. Um, outside in the foyer after the service, there'll be somewhere there to greet you. Um, we've got a visitor pack for you. We just really want to extend a warm welcome to you all here tonight. Yeah, so uh, we just, why don't we welcome all the visitors? So good to have you here. So good. And so make sure, make sure you talk to one of us. Uh, we would love to get you connected in. I, uh, I hear there's a testimony, Nicole. Yes, KT is going to come and share about what the young adults did on Thursday night. Woo! This is so mean. Okay guys, just uh, just like a quick little thing. Steven's the man. He just hooked me up with a free burger. Like, how good is that? Rocking to church, he says hi, and he's like, Hey man, I really want to give you this. I was like, what is it? He was like, a free burger. I was like, yes! So now I've got a free burger, guys. Goodness of God right there. Yeah, man. He's so good. Um, on Thursday night, we went over to the uni. There was like 15 young adults. Um, Peter organised to go in there and stuff. And... We made heaps of pancakes, like so many pancakes, and then we still had like two bowls of mixture left over. I don't know what Peter did with them. Hopefully he gave them to like all the staff and stuff. That would be mean. But um, we just went to hang out, and it was a real good time. We got lots of not much done. It was so cool. We played pool and ping pong with a bunch of the uni students, and yeah, it's just so awesome to see like us hanging out with them and it being sweet days. Me. Isn't it good that the church is going out into the community sharing God's goodness? Right, we're gonna everybody stand and we're gonna continue to worship with some song. Awesome. Yeah, stand. Just find your own space. Um, just had it in my heart tonight that um, we all need to come to God and we need to be really vulnerable and show Him every single part of us as we worship. Um, because then, cause then he can come in and he can heal us and he can um, show us who he is and he can show us his love in its entirety. So, yeah, we just, God, we just thank you that you're incredible. We thank you that we can come into your presence and we can worship you. Um, and we just, yeah, we thank you for how incredible you are um, and the incredible grace that you give us every day as we go about our human lives. Yeah, we just thank you, God.
ourselves in his presence with a greater degree of expectation, a greater degree of wanting to, if you use biblical imagery, really touch the hem of his garment, get in his presence. If you can picture a king wearing all his royal garb, and you're coming and you're taking hold of his robe, right in the presence of royalty of majesty and what I'd like to do is invite you to if that's your heart if you want to step forward from where you are right now it's for you to come down the front and I'm going to ask Pastor Ray to join me and we're just going to lay hands on you and we're not going to say more than one or two words we're just going to declare over you whatever God lays on our heart as we come past really believing that you will encounter God tonight he'll do in you what he wants to do that your testimony when you leave tonight will be I encountered Jesus if that's you if you'd like to do that why don't you come down the front I'm going to get the team to sing again if you don't want that you don't have to stay down the front
Well, good evening. The theme I've been looking at today is privileged, or privilege, and I'm going to read you the scripture in a moment that's drawn my attention there. And, but if you're here this morning, I don't want to cover the same ground as this morning. If you weren't here, I encourage you to listen to the podcast. But what we're going to do shortly is I'm going to get you to shock horror, talk to one another. 
I know, I know. And I've got some questions that I want you to work through. But we will get there very shortly. If you've got your Bibles, can you um, click on them or open them, whatever you've got to do to get to Ephesians chapter 3. Carrying on in the book of Ephesians, there is so much that we could land on. There is so much we could talk about. But let me read you the first 13 verses of chapter 3, and then we're going to zone in on 1. Ephesians chapter 3. When I think of all of this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to the Gentiles, as I briefly write, wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now by his spirit he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mystery, uh, this mysterious plan of God, the creator of all things, had kept from the beginning. God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. The verse I want us to, there's heaps in there, but the one verse that I want us to focus in on tonight is verse 7. Verse 7 says this, By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. Now, other translations, this is the New Living Translation, other translations don't use the word uh, privilege there, but if you, if you look at the sentiment of the verse, they'll say, um, I was gifted, all these kind of different words there. If you look at the sentiment of the, words, of the verse, the sentiment there is gift, is privilege, sorry. I was privileged. I've been given the privilege of serving him. Tonight, I need you to understand that serving God is an incredible privilege. It's not an imposition. It's not a disadvantage. It's not a handicap. It's not a misfortune or a refusal. It's not disapproval or um, determined. It is an incredible privilege to serve God. I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know how you even feel about being in church tonight and that you're here and you're taking time out of your Sunday evening to, to worship Jesus. That's fantastic. But in your heart of hearts, I'm not sure how you feel about that. Are you feeling that, that, is, that, that you're paying a price to do that? Or do you feel that it's an incredible privilege to be 
with like-minded people serving the King of Kings, worshipping the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Because tonight, let me tell you, it is an incredible privilege to serve God. An incredible privilege. What I'd like us to do is to answer a few questions together. And so what I'd like you to do is to get into groups of people around you. I know if, you, if you're of the kind of temperament that's introverted, I apologize in advance, but bear with me. It'll be fruitful. I want you to get into groups of about six people. Is that all right? Have a look around you. Take a risk. Move. Move. Introduce yourself if you don't know them. There are at least six great people around you. And six is a good-sized group. You try and sit in front of each other or something so you can kind of get eye contact, you can hear what's happening, face backwards on the seats, sit upside down on the seats for all I care, as long as you can see and hear each other. There are so many things that happen to us in life that are an incredible privilege. I think one of the challenges of living in New Zealand is that it is so good that we fail to realize we're privileged people. I think one of the challenges for all of us in this room is that we very easily go from seeing things as being a privilege as to things becoming a right or feeling that we're entitled to something, that we're not actually entitled to. The author or the writer Breen Brown said, what separates privilege from entitlement is gratitude. And I think in our nation it's very, very easy for us to forget to have an attitude of gratitude, and suddenly everything becomes our right. Well, actually, many things aren't our right. I love the way that Paul said in that scripture, it is my, by God's grace and mercy or grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading the good news. The privilege of serving him for Paul looked like being beaten, it looked like being shipwrecked, it looked like being stoned, and in the end, evidence would uh, suggest that it looked like having his head cut off by Nero. Not many of us would call that privileged, yet Paul does, because his definition of privileged is slightly different to ours. I have a question for you, because I think if we understand privilege and what privilege is, I think it will affect every part of our life. I think it will affect the way you face tomorrow. I think it will affect the way I face tomorrow. I think it will affect the way that I relate to God and so here's my first question for you to discuss. Now, while we're discussing this, Pastor Ray, he's going to come for a walk around, and so is Melina. And um, they've both got microphones, but they're going to come for a walk and just see how you're doing at this stage. But then at some point, they're going to ask you to answer the question, or some of you. Don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> 
you don't have to if you don't want to. Okay, here's your first question, okay? Are you living as a disciple of Christ? And what does that look like? Are you living as a disciple of Christ? And if so, what does that look like? Go, you can make lots of noise. Right, I need a little bit of feedback on this one. How about Ray, you pop in. See, Panashi's very keen to share something. 
Now she's going to give us an answer to the question. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So what we've got is that, um, are you living as a disciple of Christ? What is it? Oh, yeah. So we've got, it's like, um, if you, oh, you, know, you believe in God. So obviously, yeah, believe in God. So you now have got a, your, the way you act has got to reflect what you believe in. So, yeah, if everyone's looking at you as a Christian, you're sort of carrying, you're sort of like an ambassador. So you've got to, yeah, reflect what you believe in. Nice, nice. Yeah, that great. was a great answer. I know. Thank you. Great. Mil- <laughs> good, good. Well done. Well done. Melina, have you got anything wherever you are? You got, oh, great, great. <laughs> Graham. So they, 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 they put it on me. Um, thank you. <laughs> so, in a sense, we're talking about being a disciple of Christ. Now, if we're a disciple of Christ, then the words that Jesus said actually are pivotally important. Now, Jesus, at that time, uh, when he was sharing, wasn't crucified. So then the question comes down to what was the good news that Jesus shared that Paul is asking us to be um, a party to. Very good. And Jesus revealed his father and the love that his father had for the world and the desire for us to reciprocate in that. Nice. And so, therefore, living as a disciple of Christ is actually realising who we are um, in relationship to the father and actually sharing that, hey, we, we live in a world where, where, where God is love and God desires us to reciprocate that love to the world around us. Very nice. That's lovely. I love that. It's beautiful. Beautiful. One more, Ray, and then we're going to go to the next question. Okay. Ashley is uh, very keen. Oh, Gabby is even more keen. <laughs> let, let Gabby go because she'll say less words than Ashley. <laughs> okay. Here's Gabby. <laughs> No point fluffing around. <sighs> now, this answer comes from my wife, so I'm not going to take credit for it. Um, but are we living like a disciple of Christ? We should be because it's a, a privilege to live like a disciple of Christ. It was a privilege to follow him. So it's not a right to live as a disciple of Christ, but a privilege. Nice. What's it look what like? it look like? Uh, kingdom focused, courageous, belonging, oh, big house. Oh, now you're purpose. sucking up, man. <laughs> okay, the next question. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Paul wrote that he was given the privilege of spreading, by spreading the good work. His uh, word is the good news, as Graham said, can I ask you what your buy is? Because in a sense, we're all asked to share the good news of Christ. But there's individual calls on each of our lives that might look a little bit different for each of us. So what is your buy? And then how do you express the privilege of serving God? Because remember, it is a privilege to serve God. How would you express the privilege of serving God, and what is your by? Way you go. (coughs) (coughs) 
All right, working out where I'm going with it. <laughs> I'll turn this off so everyone can't hear us. be back. Rightio, Melina, where have you gone? Oh, you're right there. Have you got any thoughts about what is our buy and how do we express the privilege of serving God? Yep, Shannon does. Nice. Okay. Okay, um, so your buy is just like how you serve him. So um, the way I thought is just, you know, wherever you are, wherever you've been placed, so if you're at school or at work, it's just, um, you know, taking the opportunities that God gives you to share his goodness and to nice. share your values and... Yeah, just whatever situation doesn't have to be anything special. Great. Um, and express the privilege that's just, like for me, coming to church and worshipping and praising him and reading his word. Nice. Superb. Great answers. We've got the Ray. We've got the A-team. The A-team. So, um. Um, we just thought that um, our buyers, um, in a world of, like Pastor said, privilege, we sometimes do things for people and secretly um, expect things to be done back for us. And if we don't get it, we feel offended. But our buy should be to express God's love and goodness to the people in our careers or wherever we are and not expect anything in return. 
um, just doing it because he did it for us. Very nice. Great. Fantastic. Right. So we have one more. One more. There you go. Do you want to go over there, Melina? They look really keen. They look really keen. That's why they're under the seat. Then we've got one more question. Um, just for me, <laughs> just whenever I get the chance at school, just share God's goodness and what he's done in my life. Nice. Very good. There's a massive... There's a massive difference between expressing the privilege of serving God and being a disciple of Christ and being perfect, isn't there? You know, none of us on this journey are going to reach perfection. Sorry. And if you think you have, sorry. You're wrong. There's a big difference between pursuing God and being perfect. <clears throat> right. Last question. Wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. I just had to get that in there. How does knowing that our invitation to serve is a privilege or gift impact my application of the above wherever, whenever, be like Jesus statement? I've got blank eyes. Let me read it again. How does knowing that our invitation to serve is a privilege or a gift impact my application of the above statement wherever, whenever, be like Jesus? There you go.
Ray, would you like to feed back some thoughts? Oh, he's got some great. It's probably worthy for everybody to hear, so give it to us, Helen. Um, we were just talking about how when you realise that it's a privilege to serve, then you, you will go whenever, wherever, but you will do it not from a place of expecting anything in return, but you just want to spread the joy because it's like unconditional to you, so you want to pass it on, and you wouldn't stop to question whether or not they deserve whatever you're doing for them. You wouldn't stop to question anything about what you were doing, but you would just do it to be like Jesus. Fantastic. What a great answer. Melina, where are you? Great, yeah. Hey, guys. I'm back on here again. How does that work? Come on. Um, yeah, we kind of talked about this idea that it's about our, minds, our mindset and perspective changing. So um, rather than us being able to take things that we do for granted and allowing ourselves to put excuses in the way, if it's a privilege or a gift, like that's not even within the things we can think about because it doesn't exist. It's nothing that we could be like, oh, I don't want to do it. But it's all about this idea that we are blessed to be a blessing. Um, we are blessed in the fact that we know Jesus and that's, our, that's what we do about it, you know? Thing. Good, good. One more answer. Um, I think something that we thought of was that when you realize it's a privilege, you don't feel like you should be like Jesus whenever we ever. It's that you're able to be like Jesus whenever we ever. Very nice. Yes, good. Very good. Very good. There's a massive difference, isn't there, between uh, being privileged to do something and having to do something, or, you know, I have the privilege to do something, or it's my right to do something. I used the example this morning that I've got a nice orange chair I bought myself at home. And um, I like my orange chair. Jan thought it was a great orange chair when I bought it. She's not so keen now because it means I sit in my chair and not on the couch beside her. I know. I hear about it all the time. I say, you can join me on the chair. That's fine. But, uh, but, <laughs> but every now and then, my boys will commandeer that chair. And they need to understand that it's a privilege to sit on my chair not a right. Yeah. And so when I walk in and I go, oi. Yeah, I don't need to say a lot of words. The teenage boys, oi. They know I'm saying, this is my chair. Get out. And um, because they are privileged to sit in my chair, but, you know, it's not their right to sit in my chair. That's as far as it ever goes, because if I have to wrestle them out, I'm not going to win. So... And the chair will probably not survive. But in New Zealand, the point is, in New Zealand, we so easily, things become rights. Where in the kingdom of God, I think everything's a privilege. Even if it is a right. By right, because of what Jesus did. There's certain things that are ours by right because of what he did. But they're an incredible privilege. And I think if we understand that, we can understand that grace actually was very, very costly. Grace cost God everything. Now, he sent Jesus Christ to the cross, who died, who was beaten, who was tortured, who died, 
to pay the price for our sin so that we can now live in this incredible uh, privileged relationship with him, this place of grace, this place of favor, this place of mercy, this place of kindness, incredible (coughs) place of grace that we, of privilege, sorry, that we now find ourselves in. But it was actually really, really expensive for God. And I think if we can walk through life and we can have this attitude that Paul had, you know, I've been given the privilege of serving. It'll stop us getting religious. Because we won't own it by right. We'll participate by privilege. The band can come if you like. We're going to finish. And so I want to encourage you tonight to embrace the privilege of serving God. Embrace the relationship of serving God. And just love on Him. Just love the journey with Him. Love doing the journey. Think, train your mind. Whenever you start to think, man, I have to. No, no, you don't have to. I want to. Because I want to embrace the privilege of doing life with Jesus. I wonder if there's anyone here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And tonight, you're probably thinking, man, I need to get on the journey with this Jesus. No, we spent time tonight hanging out in his presence, worshiping him. And there's no better place to find ourselves than in his presence, worshiping him. But if you don't know him as Lord and Savior, you probably find that environment a little foreign. Tonight, I'd like to give you the opportunity as we finish to get on the journey with Jesus. As I said, he died on a cross. He paid the price for our sins. Our sins are wrongdoing. They're where we've missed the mark, but that is enough to keep us. It's like a wall between us and God. When Jesus died on the cross, he removed that wall so that you and I can have relationship with our creator. We can journey life with him, which is what he always desired. It's what he designed. So I'm not sure where you've come from tonight. You may have never started the journey with Jesus, or you may have, and for whatever reason, you may have stepped back. But tonight, I want to encourage you to step forward again into that place of relationship with him. Can I ask you just to bow your heads for a moment? And Tonight, if you want to step into the place of relationship with Jesus, if you want to say, God, I choose to embrace you and to journey with you from this point. I'm going to ask you to signal that to me by lifting your hand in just a moment. Whether it's the first time or whether for whatever reason you've stepped back and tonight you're saying, look, I'm going to step forward again, Jesus, into this place. It's the most incredible decision we can make. And what we're doing is we make this decision is we're choosing Jesus, not just for this lifetime, but for eternity. We're embracing the privilege of journeying with our Creator. Tonight, if you want to make that decision, if you want to say to Jesus, tonight I choose to start my journey or to get on the journey again with you. Can you give me a wave just so I can see your hand?
Jesus, tonight I thank you for the privilege of knowing you. I thank you for the privilege of being commissioned by you for a purpose. I thank you for the privilege of walking with you. I thank you for the privilege of doing life together as brothers and sisters in Christ. I thank you for the privilege of being able to talk to you every night, every time of the day, any time of the day, morning, noon, night. I thank you for the privilege of being able to open the scriptures and read the word of God. I thank you for the uh, privilege of being able to come together and worship you today. And Father, I ask that as we go into our week, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, that we would be like Jesus. I also ask that we would go into this week with a great sense of privilege and of being privileged to carry the good news of Jesus Christ. And I ask for every one of us that we would be bold and full of love in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Fantastic. So we're going to finish with a song, but just before we do, a reminder that just out the back, if this is your first time here, we'd love to connect with you. Uh, So there's a new people's area. Uh, Also, we love to be purposed in our giving. And so there is giving stations out both of the doors to your left. And also, I need to check my phone for this, but the young adults are going, actually, Robin will tell me, Robin, what's your address? 338? 3A Knighton Road. So young adults, we're going to trash their place, give them a huge clean out, or maybe just bring heaps of food so they've got food to eat for the week. Um, But we're going to have a good time over at Robin's Flat. So why don't you stand, join with me as we praise God. Uh, This is living. Great. Sweet. Come dance. Waking up knowing there's a reason All my dreams come alive This life is worth living with you I've made my decision me up, fill my eyes with wonder, forever young in your love, this freedom untainted, with you, the moment is wasted, see the sun now bursting through the clouds, black and white.